Uh, welcome back, everybody. So uh, my, my lecture is going to be um, on the spontaneity of Bill's circulation. But we're going to go through a bit about what uh, Rudy's already talked about and stuff that we've mentioned early, in earlier lectures, just to um, recap from first principles where we are. Okay. So, um, Rudy already mentioned it. Um, you have credit. Credit. Which is, you can say, is a claim to gold money, to gold. And it arises out of two different facets of uh, human activity, consumption and savings. Uh, so, consumption, well, we're humans on, on planet Earth, and we do things, um, and consumption is merely a facet of that. So, as long as humans remain on planet Earth, and they want to, well, they don't have to be on planet Earth, but as long as humans want to do something, satisfy their ends, there will always be consumption. Okay, it's just an act of satisfying your wants, as it were. So clothes, food, etc., things like that. Things which are fundamental to your, what you perceive as your maintenance as a human being. That falls in that consumption part. And this is the part of the market where bills can be drawn. Okay. Now savings, savings are used to finance property, plant and equipment. Long, uh, large enterprise. Stuff which doesn't automatically liquidate because of a guaranteed sale. Okay. Um, and I'll be going through examples with this. Uh, so I'm just framing the difference in the two types of credit. Okay, so credit is a human abstract concept, claim to gold, and it arises out of two different facets, consumption and savings. And savings are what give rise to the, to the bond market. Okay, so think about consumption, savings, bills, bonds, and this isn't the subject of this lecture, but this, you refer the bill market to the discount rate, and can anyone guess what the bond market is with reference to? Interest. The interest rate. 
Okay. Oh, that was for the... That's the definition of marginal productivity of debt. I wrote that up, but that was for a previous lecture. <coughs> there we have the graphs of... Uh, Okay. So, um, framing this from uh, the real life perspective, we're going to talk about the structure of the monetary system under an unadulterated gold standard. So, the essential problem of coordinating. Um, human interaction is to have a common unit of account and medium of exchange. So we decided that was gold many, many thousands of uh, years ago. Perhaps tens of thousands of years ago. But the point is, it was gold and silver. I'm not going to quibble about which one it is. could just say bullion. Um, but the point is, that that is the fundamental problem of human coordination, is to have that, and we have it. And bills and bonds are just a consequence of that. Okay? So, what we have here, this is the, uh, this is the um, logosphere, as it were. Okay, so this is human action. And with reference to the two types of credit, this is a uh, one pound, one gold sovereign. You might not be able to see it very clearly, but that's meant to represent clothes, food of various kinds, fruit, um, household consumables like soap, detergents, that kind of thing. And here we have motor cars, ships, aeroplanes, houses, a farm. And up here we have um, systems of factories, a sports arena, an airport, intergalactic space station, um, a motorway, etc., etc. And there is a reason why they're ranked like this, further away from gold. Okay, it's because if you want to build a space station, why, I don't know, okay, but if you want to build a space station, uh, you would only be able to do it by issuing bonds and Invade, not invading, but uh, capturing the savings pool, effectively. Okay, so the chap who wants to build a space station will say, right, I think it's going to cost X, it will take me 10 years to build, so I need to issue a bond that will cover that. And I'm going to pay off that bond by selling tickets to the space station at X, done all his sums, you know, and says that I think I'll be able to, there is actually someone who's doing this, Sir Richard Branson. Uh, so this isn't completely hyperbole. <laughs> 
So, um, comes with that proposition, the bond is not paid, repaid by the sale of the space station to someone else. It's, uh, it's, it's the, the bond is amortized by a completely different mechanism, by the stream of cash flow from people coming up to the um, space station. So there's lots of risk involved in that. In fact, I can't think of anything more risky than this whole enterprise, okay? But that's the whole point. There's a risk to it, and there's a potential that the gold that the bond will not liquidate back into gold as it's meant to, according to the um, whatever is written on it. Whereas if we go down and down and down and down, there's more certainty that a bond that was drawn against whatever enterprise they wanted to make will have, will mature back into gold. So a bond behind a space station is less likely to mature back into gold than a bond behind the manufacture of a motor car or a jet plane. And furthermore, as you get closer and closer to the gold, you get the bill market. And the bill market is different from all of the other higher orders of credit. Okay, because the bill that was drawn against these goods, the, the certainty of it maturing into gold is pretty much guaranteed. And the credit is liquidated by the sale of those goods. Okay, the credit is not liquidated by the sale of the goods that it was the credit was used to make. Okay, so I hope that's clear. <clears throat> These all mature into gold. Okay. This matures into gold at a longer, at a, at a, at a slower rate than this, at a slower rate than that. And it's all circulating, moving. Okay. And, um, the risk of not maturing into gold increases as you go up. All right, so, yeah. Are you suggesting that there is a movement from these strata? No. No, that's important because... There is a movement, but it's only back to gold. Yeah, directly. Yeah, not, directly not back step to gold. Not by step. No. This is just me arranging the different bonds yes. like that, ranking. Yeah. And the closest that you have to the gold itself is the bill market. I like to consider... Yeah, yeah that's right, because it's directly uh, channeling or catering to the consumer. To the consumer. So you must visualize this as... Now that this arrow, vertical arrow, pointing downwards, confused me because it looks as if yeah. equities going to bonds, going to bills, etc. But that's not the case. No, no, no. All these arrows are saying is that the set of things in here yeah. 
take a longer time to mature into gold. So these take a longer time to mature into gold than these ones. And obviously you can say that as you go down, the instrument, the credit instrument, is more money-like. Okay, so more money-like. More marketable. More marketable. Money is the most marketable good. Okay, but there's still not money. It's still a claim to money, but it's the best claim to money uh, that you can have. So you must think in your head, okay, that there is no restriction to all of this from the amount of gold. The gold is just the measure that allows you to do all of this um, human interaction, social interaction. Okay, this is just an expression of our mental abilities and mental faculties. And that's a constant uh, journey to improve that. Okay? So think circulation, think maturity into gold, think that these things are less money-like, these things are more money-like, and think of circulation, okay? It's very hard to, to draw. I might make an animation at some point, okay? This would be spinning very, very slowly, and this would be spinning more quickly, and then this would be spinning much more quickly, and then gold itself, which you can say is spinning very quickly or not at all, you know. You, you said that um, something that, that confused me about the uh, self-liquidating self -liquidating aspect mm. of um, all that paper. Um, real bills are self-liquidating at maturity, but gold bonds, you said, are not? No. Not necessarily, no. No. no wow. The answer is no. Definitely why? Why? Yeah, just explain why if it's... Uh, well, well I mean, it could be in the sense that you, you're, you're, you're issuing a bond to make a factory that you're going to sell on to someone else. You know, but j so you could say in the most abstract sense that is a self-liquidating bond. But in general, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not self-liquidating in the case where the, the business or whatever it is that you funded with the bond mm. remains in existence exactly. and when the bond is paid. Exactly. I understand yeah. the meaning of yeah. self-liquidating, but it could be. It could be. Right. It could be, yeah, sure. It could be. Okay. So we'll uh, go through an example. Credit, credit related to consumption. Mm -hmm. It's just worth pointing out that this is similar to uh, Dr. Exeter's pyramid, except it's slightly more refined. Okay, Dr. Exeter didn't explain that um, this is all about circulation. Yes, if you expand this unnaturally, in the sense of your counterfeiting credit, as Keith likes to call it, then you do try and jump from one to another. And that's, you know, economic cycle. You know, it's business cycle. You know, it's not meant to be, um, that's not meant to be the way it happens, basically. 
You're always meant to return back to the gold and then do something new again. Okay, so we'll give an example of this credit related to consumption and then we'll show how these things, how these bills did circulate spontaneously and there are many examples of it. So this is my example. You have a producer of crude oil Then you have a, uh, a cracker, oil cracker, and then you have a wholesaler and you have a retailer. So this chap uh, gets the oil out of the ground, the raw crude. This chap refines it, produces petroleum. And then Shouldn't you say oil refiner rather than crack, crack, what is it, cracker? Cracker. Refiner. Cracker today has a very special meaning of shale uh, oil. Yeah. yeah, you can call it refiner. Refiner is better. Refiner. Uh, no, that's, professor, that's um, uh, hydrofracturing. Uh, oh, cracker. Uh -huh. okay. Cracking was the old term, or maybe they still use it in the UK. We did. Um, in chemistry, that's what we use. So, yeah. <laughs> it's really process of distilling. Yeah. For the most part, I think. So, cracking means the old fashioned uh, use. Well, cracking. If you know, in the US, if you say cracker, <laughs> that's a majority term. Refining. Refining. Refining would probably be the, the uh, That's the old question. No, refining would be the current term in the US. <laughs> Let's call it refining. <laughs> the, the expression has no doubt been refined over the years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, you've got the flow of the good crude oil, goes to the refiner, the refiner refines the oil into petroleum, the petroleum gets sent to the wholesaler and distributor, and then it gets sent on to the retailer. Which is really the oil pump, the gas pump. The gas pump, yeah. So this would be the petrol station where you uh, get your petrol from if you drive. But usually in the United States, the refiner does the whole selling. We're not going into the nitty-gritty of this. I'm explaining the process of bill creation, okay? Um, at each of these stages, 
No money changes hands. No gold changes hands. The only place where gold changes hands in this production process, in this process, is can anyone guess where gold actually changes hands? At the retail. At the retail level. And the reason is because I'm not going to go into the details of this was something that Diego was asking about, you know. You do have many different bills here that is sort of morphed into one bill, the most marketable bill, basically, which is related to the retailer. But what would happen is that when the producer sends crude oil to the refiner, so let's talk about the flow of goods and the flow of bills, Crude oil that way. Bill. Drawn on refiner. Would it not be at the lower level that the wholesaler draws? A bill on the petrol station operator. And yes, I'm, I'm closer I'm, to the consumer. I'm doing each bill first, and then change. I mean, I'm not going to go how you go from each bill into the most marketable bill. Oh, okay. But the, I'm just showing the intention of how you create a bill, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so you have one bill here. Bill one, call it. Then you have petrol going to the wholesaler, another flow of goods. Bill two, drawn on refiner, uh, drawn on wholesaler. And then finally, you have still the same products, I suppose, petrol here. <coughs> and you have the third bill, bill three, drawn on retailer. Okay, so a professor was talking about morphing these three bills into the most marketable bill, which you can. I'm not going to go through the exact mechanics of that. But the point is that you can replace these two bills with the most marketable bill. And the most marketable bill is bill three. Because the closest to the goal is gold coin. This it's only the consumer who has the gold. Yeah, it's only the consumer who has it. If you think about bill two, 
that's drawn on the wholesaler to the refiner, um, it might circulate within that particular industry because they would obviously have knowledge about each person's involvement in the production of the final good. But it's unlikely that Bill 2 would circulate outside of, outside of that. Because More so than, the, than Bill 1. Uh, yeah, and, and um, more so than Bill 1. And this is the least likely, this is the least marketable bill. Okay, it's not, it's not uh, very marketable. It's the furthest away from money. It can circulate. It can circulate. But, but it, only under special circumstances. Mm. Normally people would scrutinize it much more carefully. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's very difficult. I mean, I can't... I, 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 I don't consider myself uh, lacking in scientific knowledge, but I haven't... The production chains of making, I don't know, a plastic cup or a bottle you know, I, I have no idea about. But the people who make these obviously, obviously do. Otherwise, well, it wouldn't be here. Um, so basically, the, these bills get paid off by Bill 3 getting paid off. And you can concatenate it with a little bit of adjustment here and there into it's just Bill 3 with various endorsements. That settles all of these. The most marketable bill. Okay? A bill three wouldn't spontaneously serve. No. But it, under special circumstances it could be acceptable. It could be acceptable. It, it could doesn't be. depend on the credit rating of the merchants. Mm. But it's the nature of the bill. It's just the nature. It's just the nature of the bill. The only bill which has the contact with the, with the coin is Bill 3. That's why it's the most uh, marketable bill. Okay. So again, I'll go through a bit of confusion here about fractional banking and whatnot. A bank a bank is just a a cross section of this. You know that a bank is a market maker. They act to uh, they're there to bring coordination between the people. Okay? So you have to think of this as spinning around, okay? this spinning more slowly than this one. And a, a commercial bank would be a cross-section here. The gold and the bill market. Whereas uh, an investment bank might be just a cross-section here, dealing in that end of the market. Okay, because you have many more obligations in gold you have many more claims to gold than there is gold, but those claims don't exist at the same time. 
Okay, and they were brought about subjectively. So there is no question of there not being enough gold to do it, otherwise they wouldn't have been brought into existence in the first place. Okay, so you could just think of this as one big bank, as it were. And of course it's fractional by its very nature, because you'd look at the balance sheet of this bank and you'd say, well, you've got all of these bills and bonds, etc., outstanding, but you've only got this much gold. And obviously it's not fraudulent because we built up how the monetary system arranges itself under subjective decisions which aren't interfered with. Okay, so the amount of bills and bonds in existence is determined by us, not by the, uh, the banks. The banks are just brokers, effectively. And you don't go to brokers for investment advice. So I hope that's clear. Is this all clear? <coughs> Have I run out of time? Um. I've run out of... No, I've got half an hour, sorry. Okay. So now we're going to move on to um, examples. Examples of bill circulation. Let's just talk very briefly, though, about an example with... This is quite simple. I think we'd all agree that this is a simple, simple example, and it's, it shows how bills move. Well, the interesting thing is that bill number three uh, can spontaneously circulate. So, not just in the same vertical range where it's strictly oil, petrol, and supplying the car owner, but it could be the, uh, the bread line, could be the, uh, the uh, wool 